Okay, continuing for when we, from where we left off last night is arguably one of the uh, more famous machlekes in Enshas. So we, uh, we learned before Sukkot that the source for brachas is a svar. We failed to find the pasik. We failed to prove it from a pasik. There's no straight on the car in the Torah. You have to make a berchas hananin. But rather, we said it's a svar. We took that last night. That asal adam shiyahanim and elam hazablay bracha. And we expanded on it. That iser, therefore, tantamounts to stealing in different ways. Mi'ila. What exactly the gzela is? We handled last night. Marsha Rashi, Natsiv. Fine, that was that was the gzela. The split we made between Lekasha, Kan Kaidim Bracha, Kan Laachar Bracha led to another Gemara, a steer between Basafta Digonecha, you will harvest your grain. And the that Hashem says, I will take my grain. Well, which one is it? So we needed to fix that. So we said, This Pasik of brings up a famous machlekas between Rishim Barichai and Rabbi Shmuel. We are. Two lines before the lines get wide on Lamed Hey Amid Base. Tanra You will harvest your grain. The Gemara considers that the most useless Pasik ever. What are you going to do? Not harvest your grain? Remember, we think cash is money. Back in the day, wheat is money. In fact, in fact, cash played a very, very small role in society back in the day. People had their food. Maybe you bartered a little bit for some shoes and some stuff. You're good. When you see grain in a field, it's like me and you seeing like a jackpot. Like millions of dollars raining money. When you see a field full of grain, Meridic. Do I need to tell you there's a million dollars on the floor? Pick it up. No way. No one needs to talk like that. So what do you mean, Vasafta Tikanech? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be Ma'asif, my dog. And yes, I will harvest my grain. What's that telling us? Says Rabbi Shmuel, well, we just laid this less than a week ago. That Hashem said, you're not allowed to stop learning. You're never allowed to stop learning. Uh-oh, now I have a conflict on my hand. On one hand, every single second, I have an imperative to learn tire. Yet, there's a million dollars sitting in my field. There's $100,000 worth of grain right there. Can I stop learning to get it? Well, if I would just see Parakaf and Yeshua, like Yomr Sefer Atar Zemi Picha, 
you're not allowed to stop learning. These words of the Torah should never be removed from your mouth. Yochel, I could have thought, Dvarim Kichsavam, the words are to be taken as they're written literally. Tamlemer, no. Vasafta digonecha. You have to harvest your grain. And the Gemara means to say, you're allowed to make a, you're allowed to make a living. You're allowed to earn a living. You're allowed to stop learning to earn a living. Now, that word stop, let's, let's italicize that for a second. Let's underline that for a second and get back to it. Says the Gemara how to synthesize the two psukim. How to synthesize the two ideas. Hanig bahen minig be noyheg with them minig derecharetz. It's now extremely loosely translated. That pasuk means earn a living. Derecharetz means go to work. <coughs> you know, as we know, like some, some people say, terem derecharetz. Like, as we know, derecharetz means the way of the world, go earn a living. So very loosely translated, the pasuk means, the Gemara means go earn a living. Abur Chaim Valoshner in Parak Aleph, Mevshachayim says, I'll read the Lashen. Ein harashus nesuna la'adam chas v'shalom af lizman muat lifresh me'esek ha'tayra. Chas v'shalom, do not get the idea that a person is permitted to stop learning for even a small amount of time, afilu lasik b'parnasa, even to earn a living. El ramzu b'lashaynam, Chazal alluded to this in their words, Hanig With the Torah, you should learn, you should earn a living. These words, when I said the word stop, I said, let's put that in italics for a second. No stop. Hanig you're learning all the time. With the Torah, earn a living. With the Torah, earn a living. So, so this Gemara, the Shita of Rabbi Shmuel, the Shita, will contrast this with Rabbi Shem Gamliel and with Rabbi Shem Chai in a second, the Shita of Rabbi Shmuel, that is the Heter, the Shita that a person should, could go to work, is not a full green light. Just ditch the learning for the nine to five and be Isaac purely in work. No, Hanig Behen. It's a great deal. Rechaim Velashen is making done. Say Hanig Minig Derecharetz. Hanig Ben Minig Derecharetz with the Torah. Hanig Derecharetz. So, what exactly does this mean? So, if you would ask Rechaim Velashen, he would tell you, he would tell you, do a menial menial job, like a tailor or a farmer, and it doesn't require much brain use, and all the while you're tilling the field. Tracht in the Rajba. I don't know if that'll cut it for most people or most jobs nowadays where you need to engage. So how do we how do we practically practice the Reb Chaim The Taretz is. Is he is he is his shita? He's is that, meaning Reb Shmuel or Reb Chaim Velozhner. Reb Chaim Velozhner is is the boss. Who? doesn't seem like it takes this approach. We're. Meaning, the Chayv that tells you you have to make a living? Chayv Zalbavus agrees. Well, I'll read you another Nefesh Chaim in a minute. No, about taking a menial job to be able to shop in Rajba all day. 
And you could show me a chayv sabos that says not like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the Hebrew English. Come on, step it up. I, I, you know, like, listen. Good. Because we, we need a dance to understand this because most people have a job nowadays, especially me. Like, make no mistake about it. I'm not learning all day. I remember my first boss told me, Lumaid is not Bechlau Lulamid. And I was like, you know, very few of us are learning all day. We're working all day. It's easier for me to think in learning when I'm working, but not the whole time. The way to be Mekayimus from Chaim Velozhner is, especially if you're in business, all day you're dealing in halacha. Every minute you have a ribis shayla. Every minute you have a gzela shayla. Every minute you have a sheker shayla. Every minute you have an ainoa shayla. Every minute you have a, a lying shayla. You're overselling a product. Every minute you could you could have a chance to handle richtig and not handle richtig. You're handing by many daracharets. You're learning Torah all day. Half of the Torah is ha- is is mishpat. You're engaged in chayshem mishpat all day. Gerada, the chayshem mishpat you're engaged in is for per- personal profit. Gezunter hey. That's how you're Mekayim, every minute of a person's day, he's doing the Torah in real time. And that's what you're doing. You're living the Torah. It's not a, it's not a hefzik in Torah. Like Taisa said on Dafyud Beis, that's why you don't have to make another Berchaz Torah when you get home from work. You made a Berchaz Torah in the morning, you went to work, you didn't steal, you didn't masik gvul, you didn't do aina, you didn't do ribis, you didn't do sheker, you didn't rip off the next guy. That's a lot of chesh mishpat for one day. I don't have to do any of the chesh mishpat on an average day. That's a lot of chesh mishpat for one day. Then you go back to Arachayim at night. That's how you're hanig by minig Let's Let's do a little more Gemara, bring out a couple more points. Rav Shimbarechai says, no way. Impossible. It's impossible to work. You think a person could plow when you need a plow? Which means, which means it's very easy for us to come to Bismedrash every night at 8 o'clock. But let's say you're a farmer and the winds are, prof- are proper at 8 o'clock. I'm not coming to this matters then. You have to do the farming job then. You know, ask a guy that has the vine. They, they, they wake up their guys at 4 a.m. To pick, to pick the grapes. The Zireya B'Shazriya. And you think a person could seed the field when it needs to be seeded? The Kaitzer B'Shazriya and cut it when it needs to be cut. The Dash disha and winnow when it needs to, and, and um, um, thresh. When it needs to be threshed, and throw up the chaff in the air to have the wind blow it, you can't do it when it's not windy outside. What's going to be with the learning? So, so where does the bread come from? Where, where does the food come from? Don't worry. When the you, when the Yidin are doing what they're supposed to be doing, others will take care of your work. Don't worry, it'll come in. Shenemar v'amdu zarim, strangers will stand up, uru'ud tzaynachem, and shepherd your sheep. When the Yidin are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, 
then you're going to have to work for yourself. You're going to have to harvest your own field. Rishim Barichai is arguing on Rabbi Shmuel whether or not the Pasik of Asafta Diganecha is a positive thing or a negative thing. Is Vasafta Diganecha El Khathila Dikamatsiv or Bidiyev Dikamatsiv? Rabbi Shmuel says Vasafta Diganecha said Lakhathila Dikamatsiv, go to work. Rabbi Shimbarichai is saying, who if times are bad then you're going to have to vasafta the ganecha. If you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you have to vasafta the ganecha. And if it's really bad, you're going to be doing others' work. You will serve your enemy. So it seems... Yes, so, oh, so all the Rishonim ask your kasha. They make like various shades of gray. No answer is going to make you happy. But, but you should just look at the that's your question. Um, so just to lighten, I'm not saying this is a pshat in Roshim just to make it a little bit lighter. The Hassan Seifer, who's the Hassan Seifer's enicle, the Hassan Seifer, he says, this is a beautiful pshat, he says, of course Roshim Barichai knows that a person has to go to work. Something we're going to back up from Rambam Velazhin in a minute. Do not think that we have like polar opposites here. Rabbi Shmuel on one side and Rabbi Shimbaichai on the other side, and there's no common ground. Rabbi Shimbaichai knows that people have to go to work, but his lashon is: if a person is chayrish b'shas chrisha, the question is, what is your attitude to work? Is work an ends unto itself? or is work a means to a greater ends? If a person works so that he could raise his kids healthy, so that his kids can have a good life, so that he can do, help others, he could do chesed, he can support tire. If a person works for a greater ends, then of course a person should work. But if a person is all in, in work for work's sake, that's the problem. Chayrish b'shas when you're being chayrish, are you doing it for harisha? The chayrish, after all, chayrish b'shas harisha. When it's shas harisha, when you're doing harisha, are you being chayrish, or are you being chayrish for something else? After all, dosh b'shas disha. When a person is doing disha, when a person is doing zriya, when a person is doing his work, is he working b'shas working? Or when he's working, he's really somewhere else. He's really doing it for something else. Said the Hassan Seifer that when, when Reb Shimbaichai said his statement against working, he was saying a statement against working for work's sake. Working as an ends unto its own. Working as a pure goal just to work. That is unacceptable. Sir Shimbaichai, to work just to work? That's what you're here for? That's what you're here for, says the Hassan Sefer. Impossible. If you're being chayrish b'shas chrisha, if when you're being chayrish, it's just you're being chayrish b'shas chrisha. It's work for work's sake. That's unacceptable. But if a person is working because he has to eat, his family has to eat, the community needs funds, that everyone does something for somebody else, then that is a that is a an acceptable way of work.
right, 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 right. That's why drush. Yeah. So now, who do we paskin like? Who do we paskin like? We have two shitas that this may be the most halachal abaisadigamachlekes in all of Shas. You know, like, you have a Shiloh and Shabbos, so how many times are you actually have a Bayer Shiloh? How many times do you actually have a Shiloh in your tzitzis? This is a very important Shiloh. Tomorrow morning. Are we going to work? I said, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in the working class. I don't learn all day. Are we going to work tomorrow? We're we going to cut it. What are we doing? Huh? This is the, this is the most halachal amaisadik Shiloh ever. What are we doing tomorrow morning? Says the Gemara. Omar Abaye says Abaye, Harbe Many people did like Rabbi Shmuel and it worked out well. They went to work. Avada, they did it in a Hanik Bahen dika fashion. They, they were mainly steeped in Tyra and they also went to work. And it worked out very well. They had a great life, both, in, as we will see in a second in the Gemara, both in Ruchnius and in Gashmius. Kripshim Baichai, many people do like Kripshim Baichai, Vulay also biyadin, and it didn't work out. So if you read the Gemara on a simple way, it sounds like many people experimented with both. It worked out with, for some, and it didn't work out for others. A lot of Mafarshim, including Rabbi Chaim Velashim, say, this Gemara is not meant to be read. Many people did like this and it worked out. And many people did like this and it didn't work out. The Gemara is meant to be read slightly different, but beautiful. For the masses, for 90-something percent of the people, when the masses, when the multitudes, when your average guy, 90-something percent of the population act like a Bishmal, it works out for everyone. When many people go to learn, it's not, it's not the thing for them, and it doesn't end well. Harbe means not many people tried this and worked out. Maybe it's saying a recipe for society. A recipe for society is that the masses and the bulk of Klal Yisrael should be working and earning a living, and a select, select few should be learning all day. When that number gets skewed and a multitude of people, a plurality of a plurality of Yisrael doesn't do that. That's when it doesn't work for all of Yisrael. I'll read you He says, Rabim Tamid For the Hamoin, for the multitudes, it's impossible to Work to learn all day without parnasah. If you are capable, you have to do it. And no one less than the Mishnah Brura paskins this in the Bir Alacha. You always find individuals. So this Gemara, the Bir Alacha, learn this Gemara. You know, these are, these are the pure Tyra people. And we read the Nefesh Chaim before. That it doesn't mean many people tried this and it worked, and many people tried that and it doesn't work. It means it will work when many people do this Mahalach, and everything will work when very few people choose this Mahalach. That is how the classic Mepharshim 
learn this Gemara. Ends the Gemara. Omele Ravel Rabbanan. Rava begged the guys in his yeshiva, the young Galait, I beg you. In the days of Nisan, when you have to harvest the food, and in the days of Tishrei, when you process the food, so for instance, if you harvested wine in Nisan, it's ready to be pressed in Tishrei. If you harvested olives in Nisan, they're ready to be pressed in Tishrei. If you harvested fruits, they're ready to be dried in Tishrei. Do not be seen in front of me. I don't want to see anyone in yeshiva during Nisan or Tishrei. Baruch Hashem, we're still Mekayim, this Tziva of Rav. I don't want to see anyone in yeshiva, Gansa Nisan, Gansa Tishrei. Because if you're smart and you work when, when there's money to be gotten, you'll be able to be in yeshiva the other 10 months of the year comfortably, not schnarring. Look in Rashi. Look in Rashi. Rashi says, Rashi says, uh, Rashi says somewhere. Rashi says somewhere that yes. Um, she, um, in Rashi, Hanig by Minig Darachayt, Shem Tavi li li date Tzayre Chabrias Sevchali Batel Midivrei Tzayre. Because remember, taking a flight to America and going door to door is also Bittel Tzayre. Rashi says that. So Rashi says. Rashi says what Rava said to his shir. Listen. Go to work when the money's to be had. So you should not be busy with your parnasa the whole year. Come and see. We in the later generations are not as virtuous as those in the earlier generations. The earlier generations, they mamish kept Rishmael's recipe. They kept Rishmael's ratio. Teros and Keva, they were, they were mainly steeped in learning. They were mainly steeped in learning. And they worked. It wasn't the focus of their life. They worked as much as necessary. And guess what? They were learned and wealthy. And both worked out for them. Meaning the Tyra being Iker obviously helped for the Tyra. And the Parnassa not being the main focus, but being an important focus, also did quite well. They were totally orangutan in the work. And their Tyra was haphazard. So now you expect the Gemara to say, well, at least they were rich. They were just a bunch of Amaratsim. No. It was a total debacle. Zuvazuloinus came abiyodin. Neither of them worked out. So the Gemara says, you see from all three Gemaras that we did tonight, Hanik Bahen Menik Darachertz, Rabim, Rabbi Shmuel, the Chasan Seifer in Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, that the ideal ratio, of course it's a very, very, very hard mixture to tinker with and, and figure out the right balance, but the ideal mixture is for a person to be steeped in learning, while earning a parnasa as well, that allows him to be steeped in learning, and this way he will be healthy, wealthy, and wise. One more Gemara on this theme. Once you mention the difference between the earlier generations and the later generations, let me add another one. The earlier generations were different than the later generations. The earlier generations, we had this very recently in the Dafyaimi, the earlier generations were happy to trigger 
a taxable event. Which means we know that when a person has foods, there's a way to make them chayv and meiser, and there's a way to avoid being ever chayv and meiser. You can avoid ever a taxable event. You can have the money, you know, in a in a trust, and it never hits your account, and it's never a taxable event. Al, if you bring in the fruits in the chutzer and in your front door, then you trigger a chayv meiser. They were happy to do that. They harvested their fruits, they piled it up, and brought it in the front door in an act that would trigger a chiyuv meiser. It's a taxable event. They're happy to do it. Nowadays, we have every single loophole in the belt, and we never, ever bring in the meiser in the right way in a taxable event, and we basically avoid ever paying taxes on our food. Deiris HaChrenim, the later generations... Um, we, we lower it down from the roof. We bring it from the yard. From the backyard. To patron it from Meiser to avoid a taxable event. Till it sees the front door. Like we say in Vidui Meisers. So we see only becomes Meiser when you bring in the house. Rabbi Yechon says, Chatzar is also a taxable event. We see from here, say a lot of Paiskin, that although it is an admirable trait to not search for loopholes, and the Darius of Rishonim definitely did it, we see clearly from here that if a person can legally avoid becoming chayv in a mitzvah, it's 100% fine. Which means this Gemara does not fault the Darius HaChreinim for being scoundrels. It doesn't say they're bad. It doesn't say they're in trouble and they did anything wrong. It simply says they don't have the level of piety they're not on the level of the Darius Rishonim. Okay, but they've done nothing wrong. So the Paiskim say, you see from here that it is 100% legal and okay to, to take advantage of a legal loophole. Now, once you become chayv in a mitzvah to abscond and not doing is not a good thing. That's not what this Gemara is saying. But if you have a legal loophole, no one's going to call you a chassid from the Deris HaRishayinim, but it is 100% within the bounds of, legal, of legality for a person to avoid triggering a chiv. It's 100% fine. Let's chazer.